Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. standing in his presence right now we honor you lord jesus hallelujah hallelujah we worship you jesus are you longing for that day to be in his presence not just here in a church building not just uh, in a prayer closet but in the throne room of heaven lord we know that your your return is near we're going to be with you in heaven and we give you praise we give you glory amen amen thank you praise team for Lead us in worship this morning. You may be seated. We welcome those who are watching online. We're, we're hoping that you're feeling the presence of the Lord where you're at, whether you're watching live or you watch us later on, because we know where God is. He's not contained to a building. He's not contained to a room, but he's everywhere. And we know that you can sense his presence at home if you're not able to be with us here. This morning, as we get into this Advent season, I wasn't prepared to, to preach another series on Advent. I've done that for several years, and uh, but when I was just praying and seeking the Lord, and, and we've been in this vein of the breakthrough, how many have been enjoying that, the breakthrough, and, uh, and we talk about hope this morning, this first day of Advent, I'm thinking, well, there's hope in the breakthrough, amen? And so, let's go ahead and say with me, the hope of the, of the breakthrough, and that's going to be our message today. I can't uh, help but remind you again that we're in the end of this year, but we're continuing with this thought of returning, refining, and rebuilding. How many feels like you've been going through a refining uh, process throughout this year? And that happens when you surrender your heart to the Lord and say, Lord, I want you to work on me. I I want to be refined. I I want to be purified. I want to be sanctified, and I want to draw closer to you. 
So as we get into this message this morning, the hope of the breakthrough, let's grab our Bibles, let's say the decoration to the Word, and let's declare with all we have, I believe this is the Word of God. I believe it's fully the Word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's Word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm alert. Amen. Tell them you're listening. Go ahead and let them know that you're hungry for the Word of God. Amen? Amen. I want to jump into a, a passage this morning. We're going to look at several chapters. We're going to start in Joshua chapter 2, and we're going to go through chapter 6. We're not going to read all the verses there, but we're going to stay in there for just a little bit today. Joshua chapter 2. And I want you to think about this hope of the breakthrough under this, uh, under this top. If you're taking notes up in the top right-hand corner of the screen is the, is the thought of some of the scriptures we'll look at, and that'll change as we go through the message. It's going to be our points. But here's this first one. When you know you need a breakthrough. I mean, he's been there before. <laughs> Where you know you need a breakthrough. I, I can't go on. I, I don't feel like it's going to happen. I have to have a breakthrough. So when you know you need a breakthrough. I'm going to read this passage, but I want to introduce to you a lady named Rahab who knew that she needed a breakthrough. Listen to these verses, starting in chapter 2, verse 1. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Achaia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of the harlot named Rahab and lodged there. Let me give you a little bit of context where we're at. This is at the, uh, the beginning of Joshua. This is after, uh, after the end of Genesis where, uh, you know, the people of Israel held captives. They were set free. You know, Moses leads them out. And they crossed the, they've already uh, crossed the Red Seas. Or they're, they're going around different places. And the Lord is giving them victory as they march around. And he's telling them now to cross over the River Jordan. And he wants them to... To take the city of Jericho. And so this is where we're at. And so Joshua sends out some spies into the city to go view to see what it's going to look like to take the city over. So when they get there, they came to the house of the harlot named Rahab and they lodged there. Verse 2, and it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out our country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all in this country. The king knew why they were there. They knew that they were going to come to spy out so the people of Israel could take it over. Verse 4, Then the woman took the two men, and she hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I do not know where they were. Now, this is not a lesson on how to lie. <laughs> I, I, there's some things in the Bible that sometimes I wonder, and I scratch my head, how does that happen? Because we, we know that lying is not right, correct? This is not, a, this is not a, a message on it's okay to lie. She wasn't saved yet, okay? And, but she knew something was going on, and so in self-preservation, she began to uh, hide these men. Why? Because she knew she was in need of a breakthrough. Again, if you need a breakthrough, don't lie. <laughs> but I'm telling you, trust in the Lord, and here's what's happening. She, she begins to say to the, to the king, I don't know where they're at. Verse 5. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, the men went out. This is what she's telling the king. 
And when the men went out, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for they may overtake, for you may overtake them. But here's what we find out. But she had brought them up to the roof and hid them, verse 6, with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in an order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to Jordan, to the fords, and as soon as they, those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Verse 8. Now before they lay down, she came to them on the roof. She's approached them. She's hid them. She kept them from the, from the, the people of Jericho, from the ones who were looking for them. But she came to them with this heart knowing, I need a breakthrough. And she begins to say, I know the Lord... She didn't, say, I, she didn't say, I knew that some God or, or something. She says, I know the Lord has given you the land that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. She goes, the, the word's gotten out. We need a breakthrough because we know if I, she goes, if I don't have a breakthrough in my life, I know I'm going to be taken by you, not the enemy. They're not, this is God's people. But she says, I know that we're going to be taken by you. We've heard about it. The Lord is on your side. Verse 10, for we have heard how the Lord has dried up the water of the Red Sea. Do you remember the miracle of the Red Sea and, and then how the, those when they were fleeing to the Pharaoh and, and they were leaving Egypt, uh, that God opened up the Red Sea and let them cross over. You think that story is only known because of us that's in the Bible? No, that story got around. It became the news around the area that something miraculous happened over there at the Red Sea. It was supernatural. It had to be the hand of God that opened up the Red Sea to let the people of Israel to walk across it on dry land. On dry land, not muddy. Not, um, not full of water, but it was dry, and they got across, and that news got around, and those in Jericho saw them coming because they were already conquering other lands, and, they, and she began to say, I need a breakthrough. I don't want to be taken over, but I'm going to do what I can to help you. So they said, you also heard about what happened to the king of the Amorites who were on the other side of Jordan, uh, Shion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. This news has gotten out. And as soon as we heard these sayings, our hearts melted. This is Rahab. Our hearts melted when we heard these sayings. Neither do they remain any more courage in any of us because of you. The people of Jericho were in fear. They knew that something was coming their way. For the Lord your God, he is God of heaven and above and on earth beneath. She began to claim, she's not a follower of God, but she began to recognize there was a hand of God, the power of God with the people of Israel who were following God. And she was saying, I need a breakthrough in my life. And so I'm going to do what I can to help you because I need to be spared. I need the breakthrough. Verse 12. Now, therefore, I beg you, this is what she's pleading to them, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. She's pleading. 
Yeah, she had some intuitive motives uh, when she took those spies in. She knew what they were about, but she says, this may be the opening for my breakthrough by me helping them because they're on the side of God. And when we begin to help people who are on the side of God, be ready for a breakthrough. Uh, we've got to have an open heart when we're doing the right things because we are helping uh, children locally and globally, and we're working with networking with other believers because we're not doing it as a social program. We're doing it as a kingdom program. I believe God is going to send breakthrough to our church and other churches that are engaged, and this is world mission. This is mission. We want to make a we want to make an impact on these children's lives. We're going to provide for them. We're going to give them. But be ready for a breakthrough when you're doing things for the kingdom of God. She says, "Spare them from death." Verse seventeen. Listen to this. Here's the conditions for a breakthrough. Make sure you write that down. The conditions. For a breakthrough. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours which you have made us swear. Verse 18, unless. Everyone say unless. unless. Now some of the translations say behold, but I believe unless is the better interpretation because it's giving us this, this condition. They said we'll do this, but we'll be blameless if or unless when we come into the land that you, that you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you bring your father and your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to, the, to, the, to your own home. Listen, here's the conditions. You're going to have to keep your end of the bargain, is what they're saying. You need to let us down in the same cord that you're letting us down that we recognize the same cord that rescued us, we want you to hang from your window. And unless that's hanging from your window, you will not be spared. You've got to take the conditions of, of this breakthrough. You've got to hang out the cord uh, uh, from your window, the scarlet cord. You've got to let it be seen so our army, but we're going to let our army know not to attack the house that has this scarlet cord hanging down. And you've got to make sure that your family is in the home. Here's a condition for the breakthrough, right, verse 19. So it will shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his head and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on them. Here's the condition. We are going to spare those who stay in the house. We're going to spare those who stay close to you. But we're not going to spare them if they're out in the street, if they're just wandering and being where they're not supposed to be. Here's the condition. We are coming in. God has given us power to come in to take over this city, and we're going to knock down these walls. And you know it. You've already been feared. You saw it and heard the report of a Lord around, but here's what's going to spare you. If you keep the condition of this breakthrough, you've got to hang out the scarlet thread. Keep your family close to you. So here's the next thought. Verse, this is in Joshua chapter 3. I know I'm moving forward quickly, but I want you to hear this. Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. Moving to another chapter. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. So we leave Rahab. She says, they say, here, here's a condition. Get your family safe. He goes back to the people. We're going in. God's going to give us a victory over Jericho. 
But in order to do this, you need to sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. So if you want to break through, sanctify yourself for the breakthrough. Someone preach with me right now. Sanctify yourself for the breakthrough. Get ready. you got to prepare yourself. There's too many people who want a breakthrough, but they don't want to be sanctified for it. They want to they get sanctified after the breakthrough. Well, if God does this, then I'll do that. No, we've got to be righteous and holy and ready for the breakthrough to take place. Why would God want to do something for us after the fact? He wants to know that our heart is already right with him, and, and we're walking in righteousness. We're walking in, in holiness. That's not a word we're going to get away from. We are, we are people who believe in the holiness is a standard for God's people. Amen? And so we're going to walk in holiness. We're going to walk in sanctification. And when we do, get ready because the Lord wants to pour out his blessings. He wants to give you a breakthrough. Amen? Amen. I want to take us now to the River Jordan, the hope to break through the river. We're in Joshua chapter 3, verse 17, skipping through down some verses. Then the priests who bore the ark, if you read through chapter 17, I know we've got a lot we're covering, so I'm moving fast through this story. But they get to the river Jordan that separated them from Jericho. When they got there, the command was, is follow the ark, follow the presence of the Lord. Follow the priests who are carrying his presence. And then the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. The story goes as when they got to the edge of the bank and they begin to put their feet who were carrying the presence of the Lord. Not just the Red Sea, but the Jordan now begins to part. The Jordan River that was known to be swift and, and, and dangerous, they got to a place. It wasn't because it was low water and, low to, and a low place. It was still high in fury, but right there God is able to move in the midst because there's a hope for the breakthrough through the river. You may have something right now that you feel like is keeping you from the breakthrough. It looks like there may be a barrier. There may be a river, but I want to let you know there's hope for the breakthrough in Jesus Christ. Uh, there's hope that when you step out in faith, uh, that that obstacle that's in your way is going to separate. You're going to be able to go through and follow through where God wants to take you. The priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord they stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel crossed over on dry ground, not just the priests, but everyone who were following the priests and the presence of the Lord. There's a promise for everyone who follows uh, the presence of the Lord. Uh, you don't have to have a title to have the blessing. You don't have to have the title to have a breakthrough. But when you follow the ones who are following God and you're going the way, the direction the Lord wants you to go, you have that promise that you can cross over on dry ground. They crossed over until all the people had crossed completely to the Jordan. I want to move over into chapter 4. Get ready for a duplication breakthrough. Can I just let you know that God doesn't have just a, a one-time miracle? A one and done He's able to do it again and again and again. How many has a testimony of healing in your life, but you also know that someone else got healed from the same thing that you faced? Because God is a God who is able to heal not just once, not just twice, not just three times, but he's able to heal over and over. If you're in this room, if you're watching online right now and you need a healing touch, there's a breakthrough coming in your life. We're confessing this and we, through the power of Jesus Christ. We know that he's able to heal. He's not done. He's not finished. There's a duplication of breakthrough coming our way. Amen? Amen? 
He spoke to the children of Israel, verse 21. It says, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what are these stones? If you read through chapter 4, they're making this, this, these, this area. They're putting up stones as a memorial to what God did there after they crossed over the Jordan. They're like, we want you to come back. We want you to tell your children and your children's children what God did here, the miracle that took place. I want to let you know that we want to see duplications of miracles and breakthroughs in our lives, but that means that we've got to tell our children what God did before. We have to let them know that God is a God of mercy and miracles and power and breakthrough. And that what he did for your grandmother, what he did for your mother, he's able to do for you and he's able to do for your children. God is not done performing miracles and pouring out his power. Amen? He says, then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over the Jordan here on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did in the Red Sea. They're saying there's a duplication of a miracle that took place. There's a duplication of a breakthrough that took place. Just like he did uh, for the people of Israel at the Red Sea, he did it again at Jordan. Isn't this kind of like the New Testament when Jesus was feeding the 5,000 and not long after he did it one time, they were in another predicament kind of the same way and the disciples were like, what are we going to do now? And He's, Jesus is like, do you not remember the miracle I just did a little bit ago? Can someone get excited right now about some miracles that God has already done in the past? Let it stir up your faith because he is not done. He's doing something today. He's going to do something tomorrow, and he's going to keep on doing miracles until he calls us home. But we have to have the faith to believe and keep saying, Jesus, all things are possible with you. Nothing is impossible. Lord, we give you praise. Remember what the Lord has done. Just like he dried up the Red Sea, he dried up the Jordan. Verse 24, that all the people of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. It's the fear of the Lord that starts the right relationship with him. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But fools despise instruction. They, just, they despise the truth of the Lord. So we trust in you, Lord Jesus. Help us fear you the right way. Now I want to get us in chapter 6. The hope to break through the walls. I know this is not contradictory to what we've been preaching. We're talking about rebuilding walls. But there's sometimes walls need to be knocked down. Amen. When there's some obstacles in your life and in and in your spiritual journey, when the enemy's trying to put up a wall of an area the Lord wants you to conquer, I'm going to be going ahead and claim this right now. There's a, there's a wall around this church that the enemy doesn't want us to break down uh, to reach the community around us, uh, a safe, or South Haven and, and, and over in, in all of Portage and, and all the area around us. The Lord wants us to break down the walls that's keeping us from reaching them. And we don't just do it by saying it, but we do it by following the command of the Lord and, and what he's telling us to do in, in obedience. So, Lord, as they were obedient in chapter 6, we want to be obedient today. As they were obedient when they got the command spoken through Joshua, saying that here's how I want you to take over the city. You know the story. I won't stay long in the story today. It preaches its own message by itself. But you remember and you, you recall that when they got there, they were told that they were going to march around the city. 
one time for six days. They were going to march around the city. The, the, the worshipers had gone out before, and the command for everybody else was don't say a word. Don't complain. Don't say anything, but just have faith that God is going to give you this city. And, and, and now think about this. If you just read chapter 6, and you just saw that the people of Israel started walking around the wall and the people of Jericho just sat there and watched. You're wondering, why would they just sit there and watch? Why, why wouldn't they try to attack the people? The hand of God was on the people of Israel when they were obeying God. But also, the word has already gone out that the people of Israel were conquering every place that they went. I believe the people of Jericho were sitting there scared. As they watch them on that first day, looking over the wall, I dare not touch them because I know God is with them. I'm going to watch and see what happens. Hopefully that we'll be spared, but I don't know what's going on here. They're all lined up. They're playing this music. They're walking around this wall. What do we do? Let's don't do anything. Let's just see what happens because I don't want to, I don't want to get God mad at me for touching his people. I'm saying right now, we speak truth right now that the hand of the enemy cannot touch us. He may, he tries but right now he needs to lay his hand away from the, the people of God. We're going to march forward, and we're going to do what God has called us to do. We have protection through the power of the Holy Spirit. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. We have the hand of God on our lives. The people of Jericho didn't know what to do. Day two, here they come again. They begin to march around the wall. I'm sure the reporter went around the city. They're back again. I don't know what to do. Do we throw rocks this time? No, let's just sit back and watch because I don't know what God is going to do. Day three, it happened again. More people begin to kind of watch out on the side of the wall. What is happening here? And then on day four, here they come again. They're doing the same thing, but they're walking in obedience. Not one of them broke the silence. Not one of them did not what they wasn't supposed to do, but they followed the leader. They walked around the wall. Day five, it happened again, and day six. But then it changed for day seven. The Lord says, I want you today to walk around seven times. Could you imagine what happened? They begin to walk around once, and some of the people came around the wall again, looking down, and after about three times, they're like, yeah, this is just what happened yesterday. They went back to their houses. They went back to where they placed But the people of Israel begin to march for the fourth time, and the fifth time and the sixth time and then on the seventh time they begin to shout with a voice of triumph they begin to declare that God is king that he is rule over everything and the walls came falling down and they began to go in and conquer because they were obedient someone say let's walk in obedience to God amen and after you read all that story and you get down to Joshua chapter 6 verse 25 I want you to hear this. Get ready for a realization of the breakthrough. Someone say that with me. Get ready for a realization of the breakthrough. Verse 25. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot. She heard before how God was allowing them to conquer places. She had fear. She knew that she needed a breakthrough. She hid the spies. 
She made a deal with them. Because I hid them and I want to have favor because I'm doing something for the kingdom of God. I want to have favor because I'm helping the, the people of God. I, I need your favor. And they said, here's what we'll do. If you'll hang the scarlet cord and you get your family into your home, everyone that is in your home, everyone that's under your roof, we will protect, we'll keep our word. And here's what happened. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's house, and all that she had. So she dwelled in Israel. Where are they at right now? In Jericho. But she has a moving location. Jericho would destroy, but God had another place for her. It may look like it's desolate, but God has another place for you. God has a hope. He, he doesn't let you go. And she went to dwell in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out on Jericho. So let's do the Bible. You ready? Yes. This week, read Joshua chapter 2. Look at the story. You may read through some more of the, of the story in Joshua. And then look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 3 through 6 and verse 16. And begin to pray this. Lord, I do not need a perfect family history to have a perfected faith and future. Some of you are like, that sounds familiar. I want to bring that to you again. You don't have to have a perfect family history to have a perfected faith and future. Through intercession, I bring my family and lost loved ones home. Did you catch the picture that was happening in the story? Bring your family in your home. I know some of you are trying. You're, you're, you're praying for your sons and daughters, but I'm letting you know, keep trying. They need to come home. They need to be in the home. They need to be in the safety of the home under the house of God and your family. I know you're praying. I know you're, you're singing, but this is what we're going to keep on praying for because they need to come home because there's going to be a destruction that's going to come. The hand of God is going to move again across this earth. Uh, he's going to raise his church out of here, and there's going to be those who are left and left behind are going to have other destruction, but there is hope and safety for all who call on the name of the Lord, and that's why there's got to be an urgency in us. We've got to get our family home. This is not to make anybody feel bad. I know you've been praying, but I'm saying let's pray even harder. Let's keep in. Let's don't give up because we need a breakthrough. How many needs a breakthrough in your family? If you're watching online and you need a breakthrough in your family, don't give up. Don't get discouraged. God is able to do it. Let's read some more. Ready? Through intercession, I bring my family and lost ones home. I lay out the line of scarlet cord that you may rescue my family. Be go ahead and hang out the scarlet cord out your window and say, I'm going to believe that God is going to protect my home. I'm praying a covering over my family, over my sons, over my daughters, over my grandchildren, over my aunts, over my uncles, every person that I'm connected with. I'm praying a covering over them. I want to live the truth before them. That's why I've got to, you remember? sanctify yourselves because tomorrow is going to be a great day. This is what Joshua was being said. We've got to be walking in holiness if we want to see our family saved. We've got to be walking in righteousness if we want to see our loved ones brought into the kingdom. I lay out the line of scarlet cord that you may rescue my family. I declare there is hope of breakthrough. Say that with me. I declare there is hope of breakthrough. Can we read this whole thing one time together? Pray. Ready? Lord, I do not need a perfect family history to have a perfect, perfected faith in future. 
Through intercession, I bring my family and lost ones home. I lay out the line of scarlet cord that you may rescue my family. I declare there is hope of breakthrough. So I want to take you to Matthew chapter 1, verse 3. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Remember the story? Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Abinadad, Abinadad begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Solomon. Solomon begot Boaz by Rahab. Do you see this right here? Boaz was birthed by Rahab the harlot, who begot Obed by Ruth. And Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David, the king, and, ja and down verse 16, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Did you know that Jesus didn't have a perfect family history? He didn't have a perfect lineage. He came from one a harlot that was a, a, a one time, but she feared God. She says, I'm going to help. Do you realize what God is able to do? Do you mean that Boaz, uh, he, he came, uh, uh, the one who married Ruth and changed the course uh, of things, uh, the one that the king, the king kinsman redeemer who married Ruth, his mother used to be a harlot, and he and God still ordained that, that Jesus Christ would come through this. I want you to hear this. You may have been a Rahab, but God wants to birth through you a Boaz. Birth through equals breakthrough. Someone say, well, you may have had a hard pass. You may have had a wrong pass. Your family may always been on the wrong side of the track, but it doesn't matter where you came from. It matters where we're going because God is a great redeemer. He's the one that transforms us, and he wants a birth within you of Boaz, a one who's going to see someone else that needs, that needs love and needs compassion and sees favor in their life and is going to take them in, and you're going to pass on the lineage of salvation from your children to their children to their children because God doesn't want to keep you in the past. He forgives you of the past. Don't let the enemy remind you of the past. You just keep your eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, and he's going to bring breakthrough. He's going to bring breakthrough. I believe it. I'm still declaring it. I'm not going to give up. You may just look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm telling you there's going to be a breakthrough in our families. I'm telling you that God is going to fill this place with those who are lost, and they're going to call on the name of the Lord. And all who call on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Will you stand with me this morning? Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God is able to make a way where there seems to be no way. When it seems hopeless. Think about Rahab and her family. They're inside the walls of Jericho. They want to go out and watch what's happening, but they were told to stay in the house. Those seven days, when Israel was marching, Rahab's family had to stay in. Now, we're not giving a report if any of them got out. It sounds like they all listened to her, and they stayed. Because her father and her mother, the household, was saved from the destruction. There's a message right there. When the world wants you to start looking and worrying about what's happening around, 
See, right now, Rahab is looking at the people of Israel like, a, like an enemy. They're coming in, but God had a better plan for her life. But there had to be obedience. Stay. Well, I imagine they didn't just sit around and eat cookies all day. I imagine they begin to learn how to pray. <laughs> we hear the report. People keep running by their house. They're marching again. Don't you guys want to see? No, we're staying right here. And we're not going to, she couldn't even tell them why we're staying. There may be some times in your life where people are going to question your motives of why you're doing or why you're not doing, but when you hear a word from the Lord, you stay. When you hear a word from the Lord, you stay in obedience to what He's saying. Don't worry about what everybody else is saying, because there may be a destruction and a falling that comes around, but God is going to say, when we put out the red cord, the scarlet cord, and saying, God, I'm trusting you, I'm going to stay right here, and you have a way, you are the way maker. So without any hesitation, if you're in this room, if you're watching online, they're going to put my, uh, my number on the screen. If you need prayer today, reach out to me. I want to pray with you. But if you're in this room and you say, I just need a breakthrough, it, it, it doesn't mean that you're, that you're in sin. It doesn't mean that you're struggling with this. Breakthrough means I just need something to change. And I'm trusting the Lord. I just want you to fill this place, begin to pray to the Lord. You may begin to pray with one another, but God is going to bring a breakthrough. If you need a breakthrough in your family, if you can't stand here, you can sit on the front rows, but God wants to do something. Don't wait. Don't wait. Be obedient to the Lord. Come this morning.